practical to find one though. The Lord will just provide. Yeah. What is the most supernatural provision of the Lord you've ever seen? I don't know. <laughs> and for you? You you hated when I throw random questions at you. Jared has a high level of preparation that's needed. It's true. I got an amount of money today that covered my car service. Come on. I actually legit thought it might be something illegal. Like I really? To, I phoned an accountant. I phoned Mark Bradfield and I was like, is this money legal? Because UIF paid me out again and I was like, Come yes. on, praise Jesus. Covering my car service. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. So we're in season two of the Connect podcast and we are talking about the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Two weeks ago, we spoke about okay. heaven. Mm. Last week, we spoke about not heaven which was hell. Mm. And this week we're speaking about who is heaven. Come on. So good. Do you know what is pretty heavenly? What? Is a dark chocolate magnum. I'm more of a fan of white almond. I just don't, I just don't get the heavenly sense from that. I feel like mm. something about dark chocolate is super heavenly. Sure. Dark chocolate is rich though. Dark chocolate is rich. It's like rich like your spirit. White, white chocolate is like the faker lesser version. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Just let it go. It's fine. I'll just take you to Jesus. Take us in today's content, bro. Where are we going? This week, we are speaking about who is heaven. And we can't talk about heaven and not talk about the person of heaven. And I really feel like this is an important part of, of theology. This is an important part of our Christianity. It's an important part of our growth as Christians is knowing the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Come on. Because God sent his best to earth to preach the Father's only sermon. Yeah. The one message that, Jesus, that God would shout is Jesus. And he sent that message to be crucified, his most valuable thing, the thing he loves the most. Yeah. To, to be crucified, to die, to pay the price so that we could be with the Father. That's how extravagant the Father's love is for us. Sure. And how gracious the love of Jesus is. And it wasn't just his best, but he was actually taking on our worst. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus said, uh, when he came, John the Baptist was preaching, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or here. Yeah. And so Jesus is the person of heaven. When Jesus, wherever Jesus goes, heaven follows. Yeah. And the extension of that is you and I carry heaven because we carry Jesus inside sure. of us. Sure. And if we want to know who is heaven, we don't need to look further than the Gospels of Jesus. What are the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Gospel is the Greek word which means good news. Yeah. So if it's got not good news. If it's not good, it's not God. It's not good, it's not God. There it's not go. good news, it's not the Gospel. Yeah. And here's the incredible good news that each and every one of us is destined and was destined for hell. Yeah. And Jesus came to save us from that destination. Yeah, hell was never meant to be our home. Hell was never meant to be our home. Our home was meant to be in the arms of Jesus. Sure. So here's what we want to say. Uh, this incredible thing that we do, we go to church, but the, ch the church is Jesus and anything else that doesn't revolve around him yeah. isn't the church. Yeah, if the presence is not there, it's just an empty building. And it's the same with us. If the presence is not inside of us, Jesus isn't there. Yeah. And church is where two or more are gathered in his name. Yeah. And there I will be also. Sure. So our life and our Christian walk is all about relationship with Jesus. If it's not about that, then it's just another religion. 
Yeah, bro. It's it's so true because like Jesus came to have that personal relationship with us and, and he came here so that he could experience what it was like to be human and but he was also God at the same time. Yeah. And so he got to experience humanity as God. Yeah. And he got to experience hunger, he got to experience what it was like to thirst. Like he just experienced what it was like to be human. And so he fully understands what it's like to be human. Um and so when when he did that, he experienced what it was like to be us, and so he gets to understand us, which means he gets to know us, and therefore we get to have that relationship with him because he experienced exactly what we experienced. Forever there is a man, a part of the Godhead. Yeah. And when Jesus comes back, because he will come back one day, he come, he's coming back as a man, riding on a white horse. Sure. With eyes like blazing fire, hair as white as wool, and with his thighs tattooed. Sure. If you want to be like Jesus, get your thighs tattooed. <laughs> heaven is about Jesus. So when we talk about heaven, we're talking about the presence and the person of Jesus. Manifesting, which means appearing in your life and in the area around you. Mm. And it's actually all about Jesus. It's the one thing that the whole gospel hinges upon. And it's the one thing the whole Bible points to. Yeah. So here's how we want to start. And if you're by yourself, you can, you can sit down and write these questions out about yourself if you're in a group you have a group discussion but who is jesus to you sure who's jesus to you jesus is like a father to me he is like my best friend he's also the person that refines me the most mm. like he, he like we all speak about gentle jesus but also gentle jesus can can really bring some big conviction into your life and and iron you out he's the lion and the lamb yeah sure and uh, what is your relationship with him like Sure. I want to answer those two questions. So who's Jesus to you and what is your relationship with him like? So here's the question we want to answer. Who is heaven? If we want to answer who is heaven, we need to answer who is Jesus. Sure. Jared, who is Jesus? So, so far we've learned that Jesus is the ambassador of heaven. So, tell us what that means. So, remember a couple of weeks ago when we were speaking about heaven, we spoke about how we have identifications here in South Africa and if we go over to another country, it doesn't change who we are, but actually we become ambassadors there. It doesn't change our citizenship, yeah. but we represent South Africa wherever we go. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And so, Jesus is the ambassador of heaven. Jesus is also a representative on earth. Because, like, if we had to go over to the, the States, we'd be ambassadors there, representatives there of, of South Africa. Yeah. And so Jesus is a representative on earth. But more, but more than that, when, when we take on Jesus, we become ambassadors of Jesus because yes. he lives in us. Come on. And then Jesus is our Lord and Savior. What does that mean? Well, this is what we're going to get into, is actually understanding why he is our savior first of all because i don't think we can understand why he's our savior if we don't wrap that idea of of heaven and hell intention yeah um and so yeah let's just pause there for a moment and, and actually talk about what we've learned so far on this journey of of kingdom um and and what our need is for a savior yeah so far we know heaven is a place where god is but in addition to that we know that hell is a reality yeah it's a threat to those who don't choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Sure, that, that's a big point right there. 
that actually heaven and hell are always fighting. Well, I mean, until Jesus died on the cross, but up until that point, like there was this battle between heaven and hell. Like, and, and what Jesus did, we'll get into it a little bit further, but there was actually restoration of souls. Yeah. There was a conflict over our eternal destiny. Yeah. And when Jesus came and died on the cross, he settled uh, our eternal destiny if we choose him. Yeah. But what does it mean to have Jesus as our Lord? Sure. I think I'm going to hand that one over to you. Well, when someone's my Lord, it means that my life is fully submitted to him. Yeah. Because it's, I, I love Jesus as my friend, right? I love the fact that like, Jesus is my best friend. You will always be. Isn't that a song? Okay, never mind. I don't know. Jared can sing it for us later. So Jesus is my friend, like he's my comforter, and we've got this like gentle Jesus, but he's also my Lord. Yeah. So when Jesus says, come, my life is no longer my own, right? Mm. It literally says, pick up your cross and follow me, yeah. which means that I, I follow Jesus. I pick, up, I pick up the thing that's going to kill me. Like I pick it up and saying, my life's no longer my own. My life is Jesus. So if Jesus says, go here, go here. If Jesus says, do this, do this. And he even goes so far and say, if you love me, you will obey me. Yeah. And so my love for Jesus is literally making him Lord of my life. Mm. He can literally tell us what to do. Yeah, and when to do it and how to do it. So what does it mean that Jesus is our savior? Sure. Well, let's get into it. We know that as humans, we mess up. Yeah. We aren't perfect. That because we aren't perfect and we mess up, it means we're going to sin. And so what happens is sin separates us from God, from that relationship with God. Because sin is missing the mark. Yeah. Anytime we miss the mark, we've sinned. And God, who is all holy and who is all good, uh, can't be around anything that's not perfect. Yeah. And so that, lit that literally causes separation. And so in that, we need to be redeemed and we need redemption. What does redeemed mean? It means basically realigned with the Lord for me. Yeah, we literally need someone to... So the word redeemed comes from um, the kinsman redeemer in mm. the Old Testament. So the kinsman redeemer is if um, you and I were brothers, right? Yeah. Or related. And um, you were married and you got into a bunch of debt and then you died. Um, your family would be leveled with that debt. And so the kinsman redeemer was literally written into the law that the closest relation had to go and marry your wife, take on your children as their own, and redeem your debt so that they didn't live in enslavement to their debtors for the sure. rest of their life. And so that's literally what happened because when we gave lordship of our life not to Jesus but to sin in the world, we owe a massive debt and we could never pay it back. So our kinsman redeemer, Jesus, our brother, said, I will pay the price yeah. to set that family free. Yeah. God had this ultimate plan before anything was ever even created. Like it was not plan B, plan C, plan X, plan Y, and plan Z. Like Jesus was plan A from the get-go. Yeah. The, because God knew that at some point we would mess up and we'd miss the mark. And so in John 3.16 it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. Yeah. So the cross represented death. Yeah. And Jesus uh, took our place there and died. And he took on all the sins of humanity. And uh, he saved us and he redeemed us, the mm. kinsman redeemer. So that's where we, where we want you guys to land. We want you to think about, we want you to think about these things. 
if Jesus died on the cross um, for our sins, uh, we get nailed to the cross with him. Um, what do you think that is in your life that you still need to nail to the cross? Sure. So remember, it's no longer Ben who lives, but Christ who lives in Ben. But there's parts of Ben that are fighting really hard to stay alive, and sometimes it's things that I need to need, like my selfishness, yeah. or my arrogance, or unforgiveness. All those things are not, those aren't from Jesus, right? Those are from my flesh, my, my old man, which is dead. So sometimes we need to go back and remind ourselves what needs to be nailed to the cross. Yeah. So what are those things in your life that need to be nailed to the cross? Question one. And question two, um, Jesus never takes anything from us mm. without restoring or giving us something in its place. Yeah. So what do you feel like has been lost? What, when you've given that to Jesus, what do you need to be, have restored in your life? Yeah. And Jesus doesn't just necessarily like, take it from us. Like, he literally replaced our sinful lives with his, with his body by dying on the cross for us. Yeah. Like, he replaced our lives with his. Like it, on that cross, he took our place because we should have been on that cross. So spend some time with that one. Ben, do you know what time it is? <gasps> is it time? It is. For the big, big question, question segment. segment. What's our big question this week? This week, our big question is... And this is a question that was sent in. Yes. So one of you asked this question. Come on, we are so grateful for these questions. This week's question is, is all sin the same in the eyes of the Lord, or are there different levels to sin? Sure. That's a really, really interesting question. Uh, I've got a couple thoughts, so we'll see if we can do this quickly. Uh, my first thought is, as humans, we always think murderers are worse than us, right? Yeah. We always think, oh, that person's done a worse sin than us. We don't see Jesus treat sinners like that. Really interesting. He never treated the woman who had committed adultery, or the thief murderer who was next to him on the cross, mm. or the tax collector who had just stolen a couple things, or uh, like anyone, we don't see him treat anyone differently in terms of uh, like ones who committed more sin, you know? Yeah. In fact, uh, the, there, was a, there was a man in prison with, who was captured at the same time. His name was um, Jesus Barbarabbas. Oh, wow. And when Pilate said to the people, do you want to crucify Jesus or do you want to crucify Barbarabbas? They said, crucify Barbarabbas. Uh, sorry, crucify Jesus. Free Barbarabbas, free Barbarabbas, free Barbarabbas. And the crazy thing is, um, Barbarabbas, was, he was a messed up man. Yeah. Like he was, he was uh, evil, he was a murderer. But Jesus was there shouting, free Barbarabbas, free Barbarabbas, free sure. Barbarabbas. Because uh, Jesus wants everyone to be free. Mm. And so Jesus died in the place of Jesus Barbarabbas, the sinner, the murderer, the man who rightfully should have died. Wow. And uh, so in that sense, there's no difference in sin. Um, the blood of Jesus can cover me whether I've stolen whether I've lied, whether I've cheated, whether I've committed adultery, um, the blood of Jesus covers it all and sets it as free. Obviously, sin has consequences, and we can see just with our natural eyes that different sins carry different consequences. Yeah. But consequences don't come from Jesus. Consequences come from the fact that sin um, is evil. 
Yeah. So, so in that sense, like some sin will carry heavy consequences. For example, um, if you are looking at pornography, it will carry a consequence in your marriage mm. or in your relationships. You know, and so um, it's no worse than another sin, but its consequences are different from a sin like I've, I've lied or I've stolen. However, the Bible does mention sometimes that sin is hectic, you know? And it says, um, so in the book of Samuel, yeah. when Saul, who was the king of Israel, gets like turned, like stops following God, gets turned away, Samuel goes back to him and, and, um, and he says uh, to Saul, you've been rebellious. Yeah. And he says, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness is as bad as worshipping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Sure. And so there is something about being rebellious and like rebelling against authority we've submitted our life to. And um, God says that as serious as witchcraft, you know? Wow. And I, I don't really understand that, but I know that God really believes in honor. Yeah. And so there's something about re rebelling against God or the authority he's placed in your life that he takes very seriously. Yeah. Which is why it's so important that we honor our parents and why the promise is if you honor your parents, you'll live long in the life, long, long in the land. Um, mm -hmm. It's the only commandment with a promise attached to it. Sure. And um, then I just want to jump on this one because it's quite important. Um, you mentioned it earlier, the unforgivable sin. Yeah. And I feel like people often relate to that. So that comes from Matthew 12, 31. I'll read that too quickly. Um, this is why I warn you, God will forgive people for every sin and blasphemy except one. There is no forgiveness for the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. If anyone speaks evil of me, the Son of Man, so that's Jesus, mm. he can be forgiven. But if anyone speaks against the Holy Spirit, he will never be forgiven, now or ever. Sure. And um, this is so interesting because God is like, you can do what you like to me, you can do what you like to Jesus, you know. But when Jesus left, he gave us the greatest gift. Yeah. And that was the Holy Spirit. And God takes that so seriously and he says... Anyone who um, blasphemes against or speaks against the Holy Spirit, I won't forgive that sin. Now, a bunch of us are worried that we've committed that forgiveness yeah. sin. So what do we do? I want to settle that in your heart right now. Like, in order to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you really have to harden your heart. Mm. And you have to have encountered the Holy Spirit. And then you have to actively, like, reject Him or turn away from Him. Yeah. And if you've genuinely encountered the Holy Spirit... I, I can think of no one in my whole entire life that's done this. Like, you really have to actively have hardened your heart mm. um, and, and made, like, said to your, said to your, like, turned away from God. And um, that's not something the average person does. And that's not something you need to worry about. Um, like, if you're in a relationship with good people, like, people will speak to you long before your heart gets that hard. Yeah. Sure. So we hope this week has been an amazing week for you. This, this series on Kingdom has really opened my eyes and I hope it's been something that's been eye-opening for you as well. And we just hope it, it allows you to experience more of the Kingdom of Heaven, that you get to encounter Jesus more, that it allows you to, to grow as a person, mature as a person, and just experience more of who Jesus is. We're so excited for this journey for you guys and we hope that yeah, you are enjoying this content and yeah, I think that's it for this week, Ben. What you having for lunch? I have already had pizza. I'm hungry. I'm going to get some lunch. Sure. What are you going to have? I don't know either. Let's have some lunch.